Hey guys, welcome back to Broken Journey, the podcast. I am your host, Elba Rivera. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you are having a good morning, a good afternoon, or a good evening. Whenever it is that you're listening to this podcast, I hope that your day is going well so far. So in today's topic, I wanted to talk about living with diabetes. And the reason why I wanted to talk about that is because I am a diabetic and I have been struggling, struggling with this disease for, I'm going to say eight or nine years when I was diagnosed. And I figured, you know, maybe talking about it will help somebody else, someone who is diabetic or someone who knows a diabetic and can kind of understand a little bit about what that person goes through as a diabetic, right? Now, diabetes is a disease that is not curable. However, there is maintenance medication that you can take on a daily basis to help you with your diabetes, right? So I'm sure everybody has heard the word diabetes. Now, does everybody know exactly what... um? Diabetes is, maybe, maybe not. So what I decided to do was go on the CDC, which is the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and get some information so that I can put that out there before I talk to you about how I'm feeling and the struggles that I've been going through as a diabetic. So here is the information. What is diabetes? Diabetes is a chronic, long-lasting health condition that affects how your body turns food into energy. Most of the food you eat is broken down into sugar, also called glucose, and released into your bloodstream. When your blood sugar goes up, it signals your pancreas to release insulin. Insulin acts like a key to let the blood sugar into your blood cells for use as energy. If you have diabetes, your body either doesn't make enough insulin or can't use the insulin it makes as well as it should. When there isn't enough insulin or cells stop responding to insulin, too much blood sugar stays in your bloodstream. Over time, that can cause serious health problems such as heart disease, vision loss, and kidney disease. There isn't a cure yet for diabetes, but losing weight, eating healthy, and being active can really help. And also, if you do not attend to your diabetes, those conditions like the heart disease, the vision loss, the kidney disease can get worse. And you can even have um, some of your body parts amputated because of all the complications from the diabetes, right? And another thing I wanted to mention is that as a diabetic, there are three different types of diabetes, which most people don't realize. So type one diabetes is one of them, type two diabetes, 
and gestational diabetes. And so you might say to yourself, which is which? So I have that information for you. Hang on tight. Type 1 diabetes is thought to be caused by an autoimmune reaction. The body attacks itself by mistake. That stops your body from making insulin. Approximately 5 to 10% of the people who have diabetes have type 1 diabetes. It's usually diagnosed in children, teens, and young adults. If you have type 1 diabetes, you need to take insulin every day to survive. Okay. Type 2 diabetes. Your body doesn't use insulin well and can't keep blood sugar out of normal levels. About 90 to 95% of people with diabetes have type 2. It develops over many years and is usually diagnosed in adults. You may not notice any symptoms, so it's important to get your blood sugar tested if you're at risk. Now, when you go to your doctor and you want to see if you are a diabetic, you have to request an A1C test, right? That will give them a percentage of what your blood levels are, your glucose levels, right? Then the third one is gestational diabetes. So gestational diabetes develops in pregnant women who have never had diabetes. If you have gestational diabetes, your baby could be at high risk for health problems. Gestational diabetes usually goes away after the baby is born, but increases your risk for type 2 diabetes later in your life. Your baby is more likely to have obesity as a child or teen and more likely to develop type 2 diabetes later in life too. So what are symptoms of diabetes? Here are some symptoms that you may want to write down or take notice of if you feel these symptoms. You're urinating a lot and very often at night. You're always very thirsty, not the average, you know, oh, I'm thirsty. The thirsty where your mouth is super, super dry, like cotton dry, right? Um, you lose weight without trying. You're always very hungry. You have blurred vision. You have numb or tingling hands or feet. You feel very, very tired. You have very dry skin. You have sores that heal very slowly. As a diabetic, you if you cut yourself, it takes forever to heal. So those are some of the things you wanna look at. And then you have other um, infections, more infections than usual, right? So. For women, I can't say for men, but for women, you know, if you have a UTI, which is a urinary tract infection, or you have frequent yeast infections, when you have a lot of, of, when you have your sugar levels very high, you tend to have an imbalance in your vagina, which causes you to constantly have yeast infections. 
So that's another sign that, you know, you want to check on your, on yourself and check for, you know, your diabetes to see if you're diabetic rather. Right. So with all that being said, I wanted to talk a little bit about my experiences, right? So one of the struggles that I have with being a diabetic is breaking the eating habits that I have. Now, as a Latina, we eat a lot of carb-rich foods, right? Things that you are grown up with, the rice, the potatoes, the pasta, the the vegetables, right, that we eat are very high in starch. So I love my culture. I love the foods that we eat. And so it's a struggle for me. I don't eat rice every day um, because I know that one of those are very high in starches, which turns into sugar, right? And I'm not a brown rice person. (laughs) I struggle with some of these foods that they, you know, they recommend that you eat. And, you know, for me, it's hard. It's hard to be able to go into a different, um, I guess, food group or whatever you want to call it. So I struggle a lot with some of my food choices, right? I have learned to adapt to some of the foods that I eat and some foods that I should not be eating. However, I still struggle. And instead of me depriving myself from eating these foods, what I have learned to do is not eat it so often. Because it's kind of like you like to eat chocolate or chocolate candy and Just because you can't have it every day doesn't mean that you can't have it once in a blue moon, right? Um, So those are kind of some of the things that, that I'm struggling with is my cultural eating. I have cut back on the rice. Again, I don't eat brown rice. I don't like brown rice. Um, Some people have said to try cauliflower rice. I've tried it. I've seasoned it and it's a no-go for me. (laughs) Um, I've also tried quinoa to substitute the rice, which for some reason, quinoa, when I I eat it, it kind of like gritty to me. And it feels like, I don't know, the texture is just not something that that I like. Um, Someone told me, you know, you got to season it. You got to do this. You got to do this. I tried. Yeah, I still struggle with that. (laughs) So what I do now is I will probably have rice maybe two times a week. And I will have half a cup of rice versus having a whole bunch, right? Um, Which I didn't even measure before. But... I do that and I add more green veggies or a salad into my meal so that I'm not feeling hungry, right? And also, obviously, meat, protein. I try not to fry my foods. 
I either use um, the griddle that I have. It's a grill. Um, it's a cast iron grill, rather. And or bake my food. Now, I tried the air fryer. I don't know if it's my air fryer. It probably is, but it sucks. So I don't use the air fryer for anything but bacon. And it takes out all the the fat, right? In there. It's crazy how, how you see it. But, you know, that's another thing that I've done. I've changed some of my habits and ways that I am making my foods. I do not use any sugar substitutes like Sweet and Low, Equal, or Splendor. Um, I do not like using those products. What I have learned to do is either use stevia in my tea, agave in my tea, or I will have um, a half a teaspoon of regular sugar, which I know they say regular sugar is not good for you and all this other stuff. However, um, I'd rather have that. Or even like um, the sugar in the raw, I will have that as well. And, and I will have less of it compared to the way I used to have it before. Like uh, if I had a cup of coffee, I would have like four teaspoons of sugar, which is like, I think about it now, it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's a lot of sugar, right? For one cup of coffee. Um, so I've cut back and I've even cut back to like one teaspoon for, you know, eight ounces of sugar. I mean, eight ounces of sugar. For eight ounces of coffee, right? Um, but those are some of the things that I have changed, some of the habits that I've changed when it comes to my cultural eating and, you know, eating the things that I love, right? Because it's hard to to break the habit, but little by little, when you do it, it'll it'll eventually, you will eventually get accustomed to doing it that way versus... Um, going cold turkey. So not too long ago, I had like a little bit of a scare where my pressure, my blood pressure was high and they told me that I had to cut out all caffeine. Now, I tried to cut back on my coffee. I only have one cup of coffee a day and that's first thing in the morning. Um, I, it's been that way for years. So what I tried to do was just go cold turkey and cut out coffee altogether. Child, that was the worst thing I did because it was so hard for me to even function. So what I started to do was instead of having a whole eight ounce cup of coffee, what I would do is have three ounces of milk with one ounce of coffee or two ounces of coffee and two ounces of milk. And little by little, I've been cutting back that way because the struggle was real. I couldn't even function and that, that is ridiculous. But anyway, <laughs> my first cup of coffee, I mean, my cup of coffee is my morning routine. And so thank goodness, you know, my blood pressure is fine. Um, everything is okay. I just, you know, cutting back on on drinking coffee because the caffeine gets me hyper, right? Um, 
But anyway, those are some of the things when it comes to food. Um, when it comes to medications, this is another thing that I struggle with because thank goodness the only medication I take is for my diabetes, right? And everything else is supplements. Like I take uh, pre and probiotics. I take vitamins and I take, you know, vitamin C, vitamin D just to keep my body, um, you know, healthy. And I struggled with different medications because of the side effects. And right now I am on a medication. There's two medications that I'm on. One of them is a pill form and one of them is an injectable one. It's not insulin. However, it is an injectable medication. So with this injectable medication, I will take that once a week to help with the pill form that I'm taking, right? And it's like a slow release medication that, you know, slowly releases in your body. And I struggle with this medication because every time I take this medication, I've noticed that I want to go on a sugar rampage or not rampage. Uh, how do you say this? Um, binge on sweets, basically. And I noticed that this happens every time it's time for me to take this medication. And I hate that that happens. And yes, I'm a person who loves sweets and things like that. However, if I'm a diabetic and I'm trying to, you know, cut back on those things, I feel like these medications are made to keep you tied down to them, right? And again, I am not a professional in none of these things. This is my experience. Um, so don't come at me. Don't come at me for this. <laughs> but this is what I struggle with. And um, I've spoken to a friend of mine who, who her and I uh, do the same thing. We have the pill form and an injectable medication. And she's like, girl, she was like, you know that for four days, I'm like on a rampage looking for sweets. And I said, I'm, I'm going through the same thing. I don't understand. And I feel like, like these medications are there to just, they're just like a bandaid that it, it, it kind of, um, does a temporary help, but in the long run, it's hurting you in other ways. And so I've struggled with this for, you know, the past, I'm going to say two or three years since I've been on the injectable medication, because I've had a lot of side effects with the other medications that they have given me before. And, you know, it's, it's been a struggle. Another struggle that has been an issue for me, and this is one of the side effects from one of the medications that I take. And it is the struggle with my body and muscle aches. This is something that is part of one of the medications that I take. It's noted on there. And I feel like 
it's hindering me so much that I'm having to take action, right? Before I used to exercise five days a week um, and now I don't. So what I'm starting to do now, this is my goal for this year is to start moving more often. I work at a desk job. I actually work from home right now. So it should be easier for me, but it hasn't been. However, I sit a lot, right? Because obviously, you know, you're working at a desk job and you sit a lot. So my muscles have been accustomed to the sitting position. And with this medication, I feel like my body is constantly aching. If I do an exercise, I feel like I was doing leg work for 10 hours. When in reality, I was only doing 15 minutes, right? So I'm having to work on getting my body accustomed to exercising again. And so what I've started to do is um, I started to exercise for 15 minutes a day. And I started this about two weeks ago. So I'm going to start incrementing, you know, every five minutes as I go along so that my body can start getting used to exercising, start getting used to um, walking. And I live in the state of Florida, so we don't walk anywhere. We're driving most of the time. So that's another issue, right? I don't have any staircase because when I used to work in the office, I used to go up and down the stairs just to do some, you know, five, 10 minute exercises. Um, I don't have that anymore. Or I would walk the garage with my coworker and that was seven flights or seven levels. I'm sorry. And it was a incline. So it would help me out a lot as well. Um, so I don't have that right now. Right. So I have to implement different ways of doing exercises. And so I'm starting to do that now. And you know, hopefully I'll be able to get to a point where, you know, it's a daily habit and it's something that's going to help me with my diabetes. So being that, you know, I'm having issues with these medications, I started to, you know, change things around. And, you know, these are some of the things that I'm doing on a natural level so that it can help me control my glucose, which is my A1C, because it's been a little high. And um, I want to control that and not have it control me, right? So one of the things that I've done is drinking hibiscus tea with uh, a teaspoon of agave. Now, hibiscus tea, I'm not using the prepackaged one. What I do is I go out and I buy the dry leaves and I use um, a tea cup that, it, that you can do an infusion. And that's how I boil hot water. I put a teaspoon of agave in it and then I pour um, the water over the hibiscus flower. Um, and I let it soak for about five minutes, uh, steep for five minutes, right? And for those of you who are Latino, um, the hibiscus flower is actually flor de Jamaica. 
And you can get this at any Spanish store. Um, they have them in big bags, big bunches, and you can purchase them and do your own tea because the tea at the grocery store that's already prepackaged has caffeine in it. And I want the no caffeine version of the hibiscus tea, right? Another thing that I'm doing is my food intake. I'm making veggies and fruits part of my daily eating habits. Um, because I didn't do the green veggies often, right? So I'm adding those into there. And instead of eating, you know, five cookies, I'm having a banana or I'm having an orange or I'm having an apple or, you know, I take some frozen fruits and, you know, put them in um, a Greek yogurt, right? Um, to help me with, you know, just getting that, that intake of fruits, right? I'm eating less sweets. The struggle is real when it comes to eating less sweets, right? Um, you know, for, again, the Latinos, the flan, the, you know, um, the quesitos and all those pastries that we, we make you know, in our, in our family, it's hard to not have those. Right. But what I have learned to do is not keep them around in my pantry. And, you know, obviously I don't live alone. So, you know, I try to buy more of what my partner likes versus what I like. Like if he ha he likes certain cookies, I'll get those that I'm sure that, I yeah, if I want to eat it, yeah, I'll have one or two, but it's not like, my Oreo addiction, let's say. I love Oreos. <laughs> so, you know, I I try not to buy, buy them. Or if I do buy um, Oreos, I will buy the package that is the snack package where it comes with two cookies. And that way I can control how much I'm eating right? Because you don't want to deprive yourself either, right? You don't want to deprive yourself of everything that you love to eat. However, you do want to control how many times you eat what you love to eat, if that makes sense, right? <laughs> so again, you know, I'm, I'm doing different things. I'm looking at different um, ways to control my diabetes by looking at natural resources, right? I'm adding, you know, more veggies and fruits into my food intake on a daily basis. I'm eating less sweets. I'm trying not to keep them around very often so that I'm not tempted to eat them, right? I try to, um, I keep candy around just in case my sugar levels go down that it can help me, you know, with bringing it back up. But I try not to keep too many, right? Um, I'm starting to do 15 minutes a day in exercising and, you know, trying to increase little by little those activities, right? And so as final words, if you are a diabetic and you are struggling, try to go to YouTube, go to Instagram, go Google, 
search things that will not bring up your sugar levels, foods, you know, daily intakes, all these different things that, you know, can help you with your diabetes. And do your research. Look at what's best for you and your health. And again, one last thing, give yourself credit for trying. If you want to have a cookie, have one or two. Don't have the whole roll of Oreos. Don't. Just don't have it. Have one or two cookies. And if you know that you are a person who cannot control yourself, then don't even put bring them into the house. <laughs> don't bring them in at all. Tell them they are not welcome. <laughs> anyway, guys, this is my experience with living with diabetes. Um, in the show notes, I am going to put um, information uh, for the websites for diabetes.org and the CDC website with information about, you know, diabetes, what are the symptoms, what types they are, and what you can do to help yourself dealing with uh, diabetes. Okay. And for those of you who have a partner or know someone who's diabetic, please be patient with them <laughs> and help them whenever you can. I hope that this message was informative and if you enjoyed it, please share with someone that you love. Bye!